You're listening to Sober Culture, a podcast designed to help you change your relationship to alcohol and to normalize the conversation around sobriety. Whether you're sober curious, sober sober, or still just trying to figure it out, welcome to the show. I'm Logan, your host. Okay, so if you're ready to make some changes in your relationship to alcohol, I find that it can be super helpful and I'd go as far to say even necessary to clearly define all of your reasons for wanting to make some changes and then coming up with a solid game plan. And the reason for this is because in the beginning, a huge mistake that I made was just trying to wing it or to go off of strict willpower. And while doing that, I was just relatively unintentional with what I was doing and therefore didn't have a whole lot of success. But once I got very specific with my why, the how-to part of changing my drinking just became a lot easier to navigate. It was once I got clear on what motivated me to actually want to change that I was then able to come up with a solid plan that was going to then get me to where I wanted to be with my relationship to alcohol. I really want to help you do the same. So in this episode, I'm going to be going over how you can develop your own why, um, how to shift out of a deprivation mindset, which I think can really hinder your progress if you get stuck in that place of deprivation, um, as well as some practical tips like planning ahead for what you're going to order to drink, what you're going to tell other people, having your own transportation, and other logistics that come into the planning aspect of practicing going alcohol-free. So these are going to help you feel prepared, and they're also just going to help you avoid having to just feel like you're winging it whenever you're facing those really challenging situations. I'm also going to be touching on the importance of tracking your wins and celebrating your successes. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So why do you want to change your relationship to alcohol? Your first response is probably going to be because you're sick of feeling hungover. And yeah, same. That was a big reason why I wanted to change. But whenever it comes to this question, I want you to get a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit more more curious and really develop out um, your reasons for wanting to change your drinking. You're probably inclined at first to think about all the negative reasons that are motivating you. And this is going to be important, and this is a huge part of your why. It's not the only part, but I like to start here. So what I did was I created a note in my phone. It's titled, When You Want to Drink, and I reference it anytime that I'm feeling sort of weak or like particularly vulnerable, and it includes everything that I hate about putting alcohol in my system. And it's like a little reminder to me of all of the things, like big and small, that come up for me whenever I regularly drink or especially whenever I over drink. And I find this particularly helpful because it's so easy to forget all of the reasons why we wanted to stop drinking or why we wanted to change our relationship to alcohol. It's our brains have this tendency to have this positive recall that almost like convinces us it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. 
Um, when in reality, a lot of the times it got really bad. Otherwise, we wouldn't be trying to change in the first place. So making an extensive list of all of the negative parts of drinking that you don't like and that make you miserable and keeping this list handy as a part of your why is going to be really helpful. I also think that it's going to be important to, and we're going to talk about this in a minute about shifting your mindset, but I think that it's important to also have on this list all of the positive things that you hope to gain as a result of changing your drinking. So maybe you want to spend more time prioritizing your mental health, or maybe you want to work on your physical health. Or if you're anything like me, um, I wanted more energy to be able to work on my hobbies and my passion projects and things like that. So definitely include all of the positive things that you hope to gain and keep this on your list so that you can reference it and have it handy for whenever you need that little reminder. Okay, so once you have developed your why and really gotten crystal clear on why you want to change your drinking, I think that the next important step that's worth mentioning is going to be shifting our mindset around not drinking. I often failed using just willpower because I wasn't properly prepared for a lot of the situations that I found myself in, and I definitely was approaching them with the completely wrong mindset. In the beginning, I would show up to like girls night or whatever occasion it was, and I'd have the intention of not drinking, but then I'd quickly be overwhelmed by all the FOMO, and I would talk myself into just having one, which would then turn into a few, and sometimes, you know, I'd end up overdoing it. And then I'd be frustrated with myself and wonder why willpower had failed me or why white knuckling or bullying myself into not drinking didn't work. And it was essentially because I wasn't being strategic about it and I had the wrong mindset. If you're walking into the weekend or that happy hour with a I'm just not going to drink kind of mentality, it puts us automatically into this mindset of deprivation. It's like, well, we're going to deprive ourselves of this one thing. And if you approach it with that, it's going to be hard to have success. For a long time, I often felt like I was missing out on something by not drinking. And this, of course, created negative emotions inside of me during the whatever I was experiencing. And that would lead me to wanting to reach for that drink even more to make those negative feelings go away. So what can we do to address the FOMO and start to make that mindset shift? The first thing that I like to do is I like to shift my focus on the things that I perceive that I'm missing out on and instead focus on the things that I'm gaining by choosing to practice sobriety. So an example would be like, okay, maybe in a given moment, you have the option to take a shot with your friends or to practice sobriety and to not take the shot. Okay, so your go-to might be like, well, I'm missing out on taking the shot. I'm missing out on the, you know, the buzz and the experience of it and whatever else you perceive to be gaining from doing that behavior. And when we perceive that we're going to gain something by engaging in a behavior, it creates desire. So you have the urge and the craving and the want to have a drink or take that shot. And this is magnified if you have trains your brain over the course of years of drinking to want to engage in the behavior of drinking in order to get that reward. And when we deny ourselves that, it's no wonder why we feel deprived because we perceive that we're missing out on some reward that we're used to getting. 
So in order to not constantly be in this place of deprivation, we have to train our brains to focus in on all of the things that we're gaining by not participating in that behavior of drinking alcohol. So what I like to do is I like to shift my thinking so that instead of I'm just not getting any gratification in this moment, what I'm doing is I'm delaying my gratification. So instead of having that cheap, quick buzz that's going to make me feel good right now, I'm going to feel even better in the morning whenever I wake up after having a really good night's sleep and getting to wake up feeling energetic with a more stable mood and just an overall better sense of well-being that I get to have whenever I go to sleep sober. And so essentially what you're doing is you're just shifting your focus from the things that you perceive to be missing out on to the things that you're actually gaining that are more in align with your values by not drinking. And in addition to focusing on all the things you gain by not drinking, another thing that you can do to shift away from deprivation mindset is to focus on all of the aspects other than drinking of the experience that you're actually enjoying. Maybe you're having a really good meal or you're enjoying like a really good conversation with someone or maybe the weather's really nice out that day. Whatever aspects of the experience that you find to be enjoyable, I want you to highlight those. And by doing this, we're teaching our brains that alcohol is not the main character. And there are other things that we can get from experiences that although we might be used to alcohol being our number one reward, there are other things that are rewarding about experiences that we're used to drinking in. And I think that by having this attention shift, it just makes it a lot easier to shift away from our go-to deprivation mindset when it comes to practicing sobriety. Okay, so now that we've talked about developing your why and the importance of shifting your mindset away from deprivation, I want to give you guys some practical tips that you're going to be able to use to set yourself up for success. Like I said before, I think that relying on willpower and just trying to wing it is just going to make it more difficult on you. So these are going to be some things that you can start to do in the very beginning that are going to help you feel more prepared for these situations where maybe you were used to drinking and now you're not drinking or you're trying to drink less, whatever your goals are. So these are some things that I want you to consider. Okay, so the first practical tip is have your own transportation. I always drive myself and if I'm picking up friends, I let them know ahead of time that I might be leaving early so that they know that they're responsible for getting themselves home. I do this so that if I'm tired and I'm ready to go home and Netflix or just like chill, I can bounce at like 11 or 12 and let whoever I'm with party on if that's what they feel like. And I don't feel like I'm waiting until 2 a.m. to give people rides home or worse, like be relying on someone else to bring me home. So in addition to having your own ride, I also think that having an idea of how long you're going to be somewhere is also really helpful. If I'm going to something that I know I only maybe want to spend like an hour and a half, two hours at, but maybe the occasion doesn't have like a specified end time, I make it known to whoever is hosting it or whoever I'm meeting that I have stuff to do afterward or a super early morning and that I have to get home at a decent time or a specific time so that I don't feel obligated to stay somewhere as longer than I want to. Because you might find whenever you're not drinking or trying to drink like less that bar hopping for three as opposed to six hours is plenty sufficient. 
Um, and you might just not want to be at events for as long as you used to. At least that's been my experience. Or you might still rage on till 2 a.m. And if that's the case, more power to you. I definitely still have late nights here and there, but they are a lot fewer and far between than whenever I was drinking every weekend. And another thing to consider too, in addition to having your own transportation, is have a good exit strategy. It might be a good idea if you're not feeling it and not really enjoying yourself to just leave and to give yourself permission to do that. So having your own transportation allows you to do that at your own whim and not having to rely on other people. And now I definitely find like if I'm not having fun or enjoying myself, I typically just leave early. And before going alcohol free, I definitely didn't feel like this was an option for some reason. And I felt obligated for a really long time to give more of my time to things or people, even when I didn't really want to. And this brings me to the point of don't commit to shit that you don't want to do. I used to commit to going out with people that I didn't really want to, or um, I'd, I'd commit to going to events that I didn't really want to. And it all stemmed from my tendency to people please. And whenever I was drinking all the time, it was easier to do these things because I could just sort of drink my way through them. But that doesn't work as well whenever you're trying to go alcohol free. So I highly recommend working on the people pleasing and get better at saying no to stuff especially if it's stuff that you really don't want to do or people that you don't really want to be spending your time with right now. Practicing this principle has made me way happier just in general, and it allows me to spend my time the way that I want to with people that I genuinely enjoy being around. And this just makes it way less likely that I'm going to want to reach for alcohol to get through any situation or just to make the time pass. All right, so the next tip that I want to give you is to drink something other than water. And I know that this one probably seems like simple and straightforward, but I think that it can be helpful, especially if like you are like me and you like having something to do with your hands, like while you're in social situations. Otherwise, I can feel kind of awkward. So what I do is I just do soda water and lime and an orange, but you could do anything. They have like non-alcoholic beers. You can get the bartender to make you a mocktail whatever you want. Go crazy. I like having something other than water too, because I've noticed that if my friends, like somebody will go to buy a round, I've noticed that they enjoy getting my little refill of whatever I'm drinking. And it makes them feel like they're including me and offering me something, even though I may may not be like partaking in shots with them or something. So have an idea of what you're going to drink beforehand. I think that that's going to be a good little tip that you can use to feel more prepared. And once you do that, I think another helpful thing to consider is what are you going to tell other people? This is a big one, and I definitely have shifted my response over time to what I tell people, and it totally depends on who I'm talking to. This is also going to depend for you on your level of comfortability with sharing what you're doing. And I want you to know that if you don't want to share it at all, especially if you're not exactly sure what your goals are, that is totally okay. I definitely learned over time that I don't like sharing my alcohol-free journey with just anyone. In the beginning, I was like super excited about it and quick to share it sort of with whoever was curious, but I've realized that this isn't always the best idea. And the reason for this is because I've noticed that whenever I explain to people how I'm alcohol-free or not drinking anymore, 
sometimes people can get defensive of their own drinking habits and they start to do this weird thing where they explain to me why their drinking isn't a problem and how it's under control. And I realize that people do this because it's natural to sort of reflect on your own drinking when someone says that they don't do it. It can make people think like, well, if she stopped, like, what does that mean about my drinking? And most people will go to great lengths to protect their drinking habits, even subconsciously. And not everyone is therefore going to be supportive of what you're doing. So just be selective with who you share it with. And I think that it's also important to remember that some people are going to just be outright unsupportive. It's weird to me because alcohol is the only drug that we have to justify not doing. But that's the society that we live in. And although I'm on this mission to normalize sobriety, I recognize that not everyone is going to be supportive of that. And that's okay. It really doesn't matter what other people think. So deciding what to tell other people is just going to depend on how close you are to them and what situation you're in. Some people find it easy to just say, like, I'm not drinking tonight as opposed to I don't drink ever because that's an easy way to avoid the questions, especially like if you don't want them. Some people will say they're on antibiotics, which just can be like a good excuse. But if you're hanging out with the same people regularly, this might get like a little suspicious. <laughs> um, so I like to say like a good thing that my go to is I have an early gym class or like some early morning obligation, whatever. Like you can get creative here. But I do think that planning ahead and knowing what you're going to say beforehand can be a really good way to ease up some of that anxiety that you might be having about not drinking around people, especially if it's people that you're used to drinking with or if you're worried that people are going to judge you. I know that that's like a big worry for a lot of people in the beginning, and I think that that's normal. So just give this some forethought. All right, so the next tip that I think is going to help you feel prepared and just have more success in general with changing your drinking is going to be to have a support system or an accountability buddy. And I'm going to do a whole episode on how to develop your support system and resources that I think are really helpful. But for right now, if you don't have any sort of support system or like group that you're in, Try to find one friend that you can confide in, someone that you're close to, that you know you can be vulnerable with, that's going to be supportive, and have a conversation with them and be like, hey, this is something that's really important to me that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change my relationship to alcohol. I know that it's going to be, I'm going to have my ups and downs and that I might struggle a little bit. I'm really just looking for someone to help support me in this journey. And I will tell you, I have been shocked at how supportive my friends have been along the way, even though a lot of them or most of them still drink. They have showed up for me in big ways. And I can tell you that having people that you can talk to and can confide in and feel supported by is going to make like a night and day's difference in your ability to change your relationship to alcohol. Having support is crucial. And I think that it's even more helpful if you are able to connect, whether it be online or in person, with sobriety groups or people that are like-minded that are also trying to make this change because you then can kind of like hold each other accountable and bounce ideas off each other and go through the journey together. So that's even better if you can find someone who understands what you're going through. Don't do what I did and try to just do it all alone. That makes it way harder on yourself and you're just doing yourself a big favor if you're setting yourself up with people around you that support you. Like I said, I'm going to go more in depth on how you can develop a really solid support network 
in future episodes. But for right now, I want to give you one last tip that's going to set you up for success in changing your drinking. And this is going to be to keep track of your wins. It can be incredibly helpful if you start to take note of all of the times that you successfully go alcohol-free or all the times that you overcome urges to reach for that drink. And the reason why I think it's important to do this is because a lot of us have the tendency to focus on all of the times that we screw up or the times that we fail to stick to our commitment. And the reality for a lot of us is that the journey is not going to be linear. You are going to have slip ups and you're going to make mistakes. And focusing on these can be useful if you're trying to use them as a learning opportunity, but it can be discouraging if all you do is focus on when you mess up. So what you have to do is you also have to keep track of when you're successful and when you have wins and when you're able to go alcohol free and those moments that you overcome what feels to be really challenging cravings. The more that you get used to bringing your attention to your successes, the more self-confidence you're going to have. You're going to have a higher self-esteem. You're going to trust yourself more because basically what you're doing is you're building this library of evidence of examples of when you've succeeded. And by keeping these at the forefront of your brain, you're less likely to stay focused on the negative and you're more likely to feel confident in your ability to be alcohol-free in the future. So I like keeping these handy and referencing them, especially if I'm about to like travel or something like that, because traveling has been historically just a very booze oriented occasion for me. I find it helpful to look back at my wins and to be like, oh yeah, like I have done all of these things alcohol free. And so I can continue to do these things alcohol free or try new things alcohol free. So get in the habit of keeping track of your wins, because I think that this can be a really useful tool for you and changing your relationship to alcohol. Okay, guys, that is all that I have for this episode. Just to recap, we talked about the importance of developing your why and using that as a motivating force for you. We also went over how to get out of deprivation mindset so that you're approaching these changes with the positive outlooks that you have more success. And we also went over a number of different practical tips that you can start using now so that you're not just winging it or relying on willpower. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this little bit of sober culture. And if you want to get connected, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at sober culture podcast and feel free to drop me a DM and let me know what you think or if there's anything you'd like to hear me cover in future episodes. If you guys are interested too in joining our online community for some extra support and accountability, we'd love to have you. You can find us at soberculture.co. Okay, I'll catch you guys in the next episode.